Good morning and welcome to episode 27 of the Quickie Podcast. Thank you for being here. Today my guest is David Cullington. He is a fun, creative guy from Auckland, New Zealand. He owns a little design business down there called Exidor Labs. He's a really funny guy. He's got a very eclectic personality. Uh, He's a flamenco guitar player, which I think is super cool. I'm always amazed by those. Um, We chat about some of his first influences in design, you know, the Deglo Zulu, um, Billy Idol, and uh, that sort of thing. He shares with us when he was a child how he would sew clothes for his action figures. And uh, (laughs) he got into design because he originally wanted to be unemployed when the internet first came around. Uh, Turns out that uh, killing your day on the internet could could be boring. So he decided to start creating and create things and it snowballed to where he is now. So I want to get right into this one. Super fun interview from Auckland, New Zealand, David Cullington. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? David, thank you for joining the Quickie Podcast this morning. Thank you for having me. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Are you ready for a Quickie? Um, I'm ready for anything, you know. A I like cookie, it. Ready for anything. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, let's dive right in. Briefly tell the listeners about yourself. Uh, well, my name's David. I've got um, a freelance design company called Exidor Labs. I've been a designer for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. I kind of uh, initially got into um, design through, um, I don't know, really, I wanted to be unemployed. The internet came out in New Zealand. I was one of the first people to get connected. I got on there. I thought I can while away my... Um, my days on this forever, but I just found it to be really boring and just um, started to learn out how to uh, make things myself. So I started as an online designer. I've um, really done limited print stuff mm-hmm. and, it, and it kind of all snowballed from there. And I made a, um, a website that was kind of like a sort of a fake news type website. It was called The City and um, I had a friend that was working in print um, and his boss wanted to get into online design and he kind of uh, harassed me for maybe about six months saying, hey, come and work for me. This this thing is going to be hot. This is even before like, um, you know, advertising agencies were in on it. We were always like, oh, maybe maybe advertising agencies will be interested in this at some point. And um, there we go. So it took off from there. And so when the, the internet hit New Zealand, that was about 2016? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I joke. I joke. It, it was just yesterday, six months ago. It's been amazing. <laughs> Brand new technology. Yeah. Actually, New Zealand's a funny place in that respect. Like, it actually, uh, it's actually a real uh, early adopter with the technology and stuff. It's a good testing ground for like um, electronic stuff. You know, we're kind of like a densely kind of like packed population, and kind of it's uh, easy to get its message across. You know, it's easy for a company to get some messages across here. And That's cool. I didn't know adopt. that. Yeah. Um, so then what was your childhood like? And do you feel that you had a creative childhood and what made it so? Uh, well, obviously, the uh, unrelenting beatings, you know, the round-the-clock beatings. Which, um... <laughs> That's how they do it down in New Zealand. 
Um, well, I, I, I'd, I'd say I had a creative childhood. I mean, you know, like I, uh, I mean, I grew up in the 70s, um, um, you know, so like we didn't really have, um, you know, electronic um, distractions and stuff. I was out building forts and, um, you know, selling clothes for my action man and making cars for him to drive around in and stuff. And, um, you know, I was just always busy making stuff. I'm not really sure if it had any um, any bearing on what I do now, you know, mm. but um. Yeah, we're just always out, out doing stuff, out on our bikes and active, and uh, it was great, you know, making uh, rafts and having, um, you know, pirate wars out at sea and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So then what, so, do yeah. You, what do you think then based on, on that? What do you think led you to becoming a designer or pointed you in that creative direction? I don't know. I just I just think innately we're all creative, and um, we just um, uh, it's just a matter of like finding finding a thing that works for you, you know, like an outlet. I mean, I have um, musical outlets as well. I play um, electric guitar, and I'm a, a flamenco guitar player as well. I've spent a lot of time in Spain studying guitar over in over in Spain with my uh, my masters there. And um, I don't know. You just um, uh, I don't know. I think you just kind of get pulled to, um, you know, just think of the most uh, crazy thing and uh, kind of go in that direction. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, kind of trying to get pulled, get pulled in a direction, you know, that thing that, um, you know, there's always that saying, you know, what would I do if I couldn't fail type of thing? And um, I, I just, I think it's a question I always kind of come back to mm-hmm. and kind of try, try to inspire people with and myself with, um, you know, what would you do if you couldn't fail? And, um, you know, that's a great question. Man, next on my to-do list is guitar lessons. I have an acoustic guitar and I've dabbled in it, but that you know Spanish flamenco guitar it just it, it amazes me. I want to get into that big time. It still amazes me as well. I mean, I remember going to Spain for the first time and seeing this guy play. I went in there green. I just started going to the school that was called Carmen de las Cuevas, and um, this guy just sat down and played the tutor, and it was just like, my God, I, I what the hell am I doing here? You know, I'm out. I'm way out of my league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so which, you, which, which is a nice place to be everywhere. I mean, you you know, no matter what you're doing, you just kind of want to always sort of think, I'm out of my league. How yep. can I kind of grow, grow at this and do it better, whether it's design or cooking or whatever you're into? So, David, are you fluent in Spanish then? My Spanish is terrible. All right. Well, my español is terrible. I was going to ask you, ¿tú como manzanas? Apples? What? Yeah, yeah. Do I have apples? <laughs> yeah. Do you eat apples? I think it is. Although I'll have to double check. Oh, come on, eat, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, I eat apples. Si. Si. Si, senor. <laughs> no tango apples. No tango manzanas. <laughs> Um, so then I want to go back and take me to when you first started noticing design in the in the wild or out in the world. What did you start seeing? I I reckon I came at it from my um from a, a music perspective. Like I was really into music and stuff. I remember um uh uh, you know, like, uh, first thing I think of when you ask that is, like, um, I brought this album called um, Vital Idol by Billy Idol, and um, and I looked on the back cover, and there was this, you know, guitar player that had this uh, guitar, and it was like, um, you know, just like this wild colors. It was it ended up being, like, called, called this day-glow Zulu pattern, and I just thought that was just, like, an awesome design. It was shocking, you know, it was like horrible you know garish type of thing but um i just thought hmm i'm looking at design (laughs) 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 and um and all the sort of you know uh, music videos and stuff and um seeing max headroom on tv and you know just kind of the art that kind of went behind that yeah that's a great one so the pattern was called a day glow zulu 
Day Glow Zulu, yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> was um yeah, it, it, it was pink, red and um and yellow with these kind of jagged kind of triangle things going on. You know the eighties and triangles. <laughs> All about the triangles. <laughs> so what has been then the most influential design of your life so far? Either something you've seen or something you've been a part of? Um I, th- I like to. Uh, well, I mean, there's there's two worlds with that. There's something that you've seen, and there's something that you've been part of. I mean, I mean, I might as well go for something I was part of. I mean, I worked on a, a project for Vodafone for about three years, and it was um, really, um, you know, this kind of brilliant kind of portal, which uh, it was kind of like the first of its kind, where you could, you know, register with your mobile phone and, um, you know, uh, you know, schedule all the sort of, um, you know feeds that would be interested you know you'd be interested to be sent to you mm-hmm. and uh you know we made all these little different kind of uh, games and stuff there was like a a pong game and a and a voter bunny game of this rabbit terrorizing this um city and uh you know these vegas dancing girls would come out at the end and we just had a lot of fun with this project and people could um style it themselves with um uh you know they could select their own you know css style you know, to personalize the site for themselves. And um, it was a great project. I enjoyed it. That's a good one. So one you've been a part of. Pardon? One that you were a part of then. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So what do you think was one of the biggest lessons or, or, uh, yeah, lessons is the right word. Lessons that you pulled from that project. Um. Well, when I initially started working on that project, I came up with a design and presented it to them. And the woman um, that was in charge of the project just flatly put it to me that this is insipid, you know, that I'd come up with an insipid design. <laughs> and um, and it was kind of uh, uh, kind of crushing. It is actually like a design more what they actually use these days. It's a lot more corporate the, the way they ended up going. Anyway, she kind of... Um, uh, you know, took me through all her brand guidelines and some of the things that they'd, um, uh, you know, printed material that they'd give, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, for induction from employees and stuff. And they just kind of had this uh, kind of a code of, um, uh, it was just this book that just kind of like spelt out, you know, the company values type of thing. And it was mm-hmm. all these kind of like hot things like, you know, chilies and, you know, uh, you know, punchy words like we're a tribe and stuff. And um, it was actually really great to actually um, uh, sit with them and just kind of go through uh, how they saw themselves and how they wanted to be seen. And I came up with another design from that uh, perspective and, uh, and uh, it just flew. It was great. Awesome. So, um, so like uh, trying to get as much information as you can about, um, you know, about a company and, uh, um, you know, their customers, obviously, and how their uh, whole sort of sales system works is, is essential. And that's kind of like really my approach these days. I, you know, always do research and always do strategy and have a process that kind of knits it all together. Mm-hmm. So your first design was insipid. Yeah, what a what a what a what a what a hit, right? That is like an intense <laughs> word. Yeah, I like I'm, it's one of those moments that you never forget type of thing. And, Absolutely, uh, and and it was brilliant, and it was like for a really big client as well. Um, you know, sure. I mean, there there is a place in this world for insipid design as well. Sometimes that's what they what um, a company wants, you know, for that uh, for where they are in that that moment in time. Um, so yeah, you know, insipid could be a, a good. Um, a good way to brief somebody as well. We need something insipid, something that, uh, <laughs> something that, something that causes zero friction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then what's been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it? 
Challenging design time. Hmm. Well, what have I got there? Challenging design time. Um, well, sometimes you don't get through it, actually. You're actually um, the wrong person for the job. I mean, I remember um, I was given this um, uh, uh, company's um, website to uh, redesign. It was for a children's clothing company. And um, I don't really look like a person that would fit in with a um, children's clothing company. You know, to my um, managers, I was like, I don't think I'm a great fit for this, this job. I uh, think um, that this person here would be better. And... Um, they went. They didn't want that to happen. They said, "No, David, you're going to go in and design this." So I went and designed something. I presented it. They thought it was great. Get back to the office, and it was like, "Oh, you know, um, they don't want to go. They don't want to go with you at all on this on this job." And um, uh, that was, um, yeah, that was one of those challenging moments. It's one of those moments you're going into where you know you're not a fit type of thing, and um, you try to get out of it and uh, move it on to somewhere else where it'd be successful. And um, it's just one of those uncomfortable things that you go through sometimes, you know? So almost feeling forced to put something together to present something, even knowing in, the, in your heart you're not the right person for that job. Absolutely. And, um, you know, you know you're, you're in, in the company and, you, you know, you've got a feeling about this type of thing. Um, you do a design, you know, you work with it inside the company type of thing. You present inside the company before you present to the client. Um, and you know you kind of get the uh, go you know go ahead from that point type of thing, mm-hmm. and everyone everyone's okay with it. But you actually just know that um, you know personally you're not you're not you're not going to be a fit for the um, for this company. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Um, it, it, happens, it, it happens. I mean, you can't take you know you can't just take on um, anything. You know you don't you know you don't fit for everybody. You know. Mm-hmm. It's almost better so, uh, to sort of to to niche down and to find a you know a focus. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Or, or even for to put it better, is to know what lane you're most comfortable and what lane you excel in. Well, I think I think that was my point. Like, I kind of know uh, where I kind of fit, type of thing, you know. Mm. And sometimes, sometimes, I mean, you're talking about challenges, and often that is the challenge, like finding of finding, um, you know, uh, fits, you know, like you know, where you where you niche and where you fit. Yep. For don't sure. don't don't try to do everything, you know. Mm-hmm. So the social media is the next question I want to get into here. Social media, has it, has it changed graphic design or the process of design? And do you feel that that's beneficial or harmful? Huh. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, going against the grain, I think social media has done um, more for it than, than less for it type of thing. I mean, it's just so easy to get our work out there and seen whether it was like a fictitious project or, um, you know, just something that you really, really wanted to do that you wanted to, um, uh, you know, make available to people. It's just um, really, it just does that. It just gives um, it just gives you a voice and, um, you know, there's probably going to be a listener out there for it. Yeah, definitely. So a great tool for, for getting out there and, and being, yeah. being noticed. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, what did we have before, um, before this? I think it's actually a better time to work. A lot of people don't like it. You know, maybe even particularly older people because they don't feel like they should have to prove themselves anymore. But um, it's a great way to um, get feedback. It's a great way to stay current. It's a great way to find out about trends instantly. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. I'm into it, and I don't like it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you dig it, but you're there, or you dig it, but uh, you know, reluctantly. Well, how did we do it before? You know, how did we yep. spread information so quickly before? It was just, um, it was a dog and pony show. Yep. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. 
So who is a designer or brand that you look up to or closely follow? And what is it about them that you like? Huh. Uh, yeah. I think I kind of, um, I go through sort of stages with this. I think it's also like, uh, cause I really love artistry as well. And, and kind of like, um, what, um, uh, you know, I don't really go for the the trendy designers. I like them, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can sort of see them straight away. But, you know, like, uh, I mean, I, I wrote an article on uh, Caravaggio um, on LinkedIn, um, you know, a month ago type of thing. And, you know, just some of the, the brilliant things that kind of happened there where it was kind of like this defining point where um, an organization used um, somebody's style to speak to their people because they'd kind of, they were starting to lose their audience. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of think, um, you know, that's often what we're trying to do a lot, uh, you know, reach an audience and, you know, there's certain styles we can use and um, just uh, just using those ideas. It was just kind of like that moment in time where uh, it just kind of really encapsulated something and it's something that we often find ourselves doing these days. But for me, that was the root of it. Caravaggio's um, work to kind of bring people back to um, back into the church, which, you know, they were starting to lose after, you know, the plagues and the pestilence and mm-hmm. All, all sorts of uh, social problems. Interesting. You know, you know, back then it was like all, you know, they were just trying to sell people, um, you know, angels and cherubs and stuff like that, but the people weren't really buying it anymore. They, uh, that didn't have anything to do with their real life, you know? Mm-hmm. Their life was, it was grim, it was hard, you know? But um, Caravaggio's work kind of brought, um, uh, you know, that, um, that heaven back down into, you know, real working people's lives where that they could the- still where they could still, you know, relate to it and see the beauty in it all, you know? It was still heavenly. It was still heavenly, but now it was relevant. Back down on earth. <laughs> That's a really unique answer. Thank you. You were working on that one all day? No. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that was a three-week job, man, not a oh, day. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, it was deep enough. I like it. <laughs> yeah, Caravaggio, check him out. There's um amazing um uh, BBC series called The Power of Art, which kind of covers lots of um uh, artists and dramatizes their story and stuff. And Caravaggio's story is absolutely amazing. You know, like it's kind of like um, all this implausible, you know, just crazy lifestyle wild yeah so when in projects that you work on how do you gauge if your designs and the things that you are creating are resonating with their intended audience uh well i have a process uh, based around that i, I mean I, I could something i can either work with um uh you know live with a client or i've got a, a form-based system if you know the geography doesn't really support that uh-huh. um i mean initially it's um about finding out, out about the business um, how their sort of wholesale funnel works, you know, how the um, how the money's kind of coming in, what their what their channels are, you know, might be a website, might be social media, might be printed collateral, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Find out what's working for them there. They might not even have, um, uh, you know, certain parts. It's about it's kind of about finding out what they've got and um, seeing if they also need something else. Like often you're in a situation where somebody's saying, I need a blah, 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 and a blah, 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 blah. But actually what they might need is this other thing. You know, they might need to go and um, rebrand. They might just need a um, a blog so people can find them or something. Mm-hmm. So it's all, you know, it's also about that, like finding out how, how these companies uh, are able to be found by their, um, by their audience. Uh, then it's also um, then after that sort of you know sort of business discovery phase I kind of call it there's um uh, you know more it's more to do with kind of customer profiling uh, finding out who their um 
who their ideal uh, customer would be. You know, you kind of like write a little persona about what their life might be. And, you know, you kind of come up with, um, you know, different scenarios. Like, you know, you might have a customer that comes to your cafe in the morning type of thing. They've got different needs than maybe somebody that's coming for lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of like a, trying to um, understand the audience, understand who the actual customer is and who they actually want to attract as well, which is probably the most important thing. And um, really designing around that, like what do these people really want to see that would be attractive to them? Mm-hmm. And what kind of feedback do you get from them when you're completed a project? Like, how do you know that it's it's working for them? Well, the great thing about doing this kind of process is it's like you know the the features you know what you strip out of doing that process is those features get um, pulled into the design. So it's kind of really um, it's kind of all you know understood between you know the designer and the client. You know we've kind of worked on this in a more sort of slow meditative type of way. Mm-hmm. So the fe- so the features are in there. It's just a matter of um, testing them out. You know, got it. And and seeing if seeing if we were we were right or not. I mean, the design is you know it's never set in stone. I mean it's always going to have to change. We're always going to be polishing it. People's businesses are going to get you know repositioned. Um, you know, on a reg- more regular basis these mm-hmm. days. And um, it's just always in flux, you know. We're always, always polishing, and uh, we're never done. <laughs> never done. Yeah, we never rest, yeah. And I like that. So outside of the original one where you weren't a fit, I want to go to another project that you were um, – take us to a different project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. What was that like, and how did that feel? Oh, I kind of, I kind of feel I answered that um, uh, with the kids, uh, with the kids' clothing one. Yeah, I need another. Um, one. I need another one. Okay. <laughs> uh, you want more bad stuff? Yeah, don't hmm. worry. We switch gears to the good stuff next. Oh, really? I thought I'd covered the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, where it didn't go well. Oh, I have um. I have quite a good success rate, to be honest. I don't really have to. I actually don't have too many situations where things went really, 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 really wrong. Well, that's a good thing. Um, yeah, um, I don't know if I've been blessed by something, but you know, I hear horror stories of other people, and um, I haven't. I, I've not had a, a lot of experience like that. I think I have quite a, um, a, a um, you know, quite a sort of process going on. Um, where I'm actually able to kind of where I go deeper. Like I, I'm not really somebody that um, you know works with people that just want um, just give me something, give me this, and I need to get this done, and it yep. needs to roll out. Like I just um, I'm really more more process driven, which has um, it just has better results, you know, and it's mm-hmm. understood, you know, and there's just good understanding between uh, me and the client and what's needed and who this is actually for, you know. All right, I'll take your first answer then. I, I, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't really throw things over the fence and see if um anyone's um see if anyone likes it. You know, it's not something I want to do. You know, yep. that's scary. That's scary to me, and that's what I see um kind of like a lot of um design people doing, and they're making things within their style as opposed to the style that the um the end user customer might, might want. Hmm. All right, then I'll switch it up early for you. So, what project have you been a part of? that you are the most proud of? One that makes your heart sing or the biggest design feather in your cap? Huh. Well, uh, again, it would come back to that Vodafone project. Yep. Um, but, but we might as well find something else. Um, uh, hmm, what have I got? I really, um, uh, there was a, a Holden Cars, the brand Holden. 
Okay. Do you, yeah. Do you have Holden? Where Whereabouts are you? Uh, over in uh, Vancouver, BC, Canada. Ah, you ha- uh, you'd call it Pontiac then, Ria? Uh, yeah, Pontiac is no longer, though. Ah, okay. Well, we have a brand down here in New Zealand, and England, and Australia called Holden, Holden Vehicles. Um, it was like, um, uh, I just really felt I kind of like nailed putting together this cohesive thing that just really spoke, you know, for everything about the brand. It was just... Um, really enjoyable site to use it was a, a cms site as well and like the content management system around it behind it as well was just really really e- easy to use for the client um, you know like a lot of these things these days you know people are just struggling in their wordpress site and it's just horrible actually updating the content and people don't want to use it so you know the front end was beautiful the back end was beautiful it was just like ah you know uh, when all the pieces nice. of the puzzle come together yeah, like it wasn't like this big rah 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 thing, but it was actually just a really, um, uh, you know, just really slick project, and um, it didn't do it. didn't do a lot. It looked good. It was easy to use. Um, uh, it was just a well-oiled machine. Awesome. That's a great one when one just functions so well that you yeah. just sort of drop the mouse or drop the keyboard or whatever. Yeah, I mean, and saying that, and saying that, I couldn't actually tell you anything specific that was incredible about it or groundbreaking. It was just a really nice piece for its time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Altogether, worked well. Yeah. All right. So, what piece of advice would you offer to new design grads looking to learn or make their mark in the industry? Make their mark in the industry. Hmm. I'm not sure if it's about so much about making your mark in the industry. I think it's like um, you know coming up with your own your own voice and um, your own uh, and doing something that you actually actually. I think my advice would be like do do the things that you enjoy. You know because yeah. you know it's not it's not going to come across any other way. You know if you've got this idea that you're going to become this that and the other and you know for other reasons than not enjoying it and not having a passion for it then. Um, it's not going to be fun, you know. Mm. So just find find your voice, find your unique style, find and and just uh, just do the things that um you, that you're passionate about, and just um and just keep doing that. You know, nobody might bite for a while, but you know, um you know, the more you dig and the more you uh, contact people and you know uh, make your work available to be seen, um, something will happen. That's awesome. Sir David, I got the last question here. What is one design product, tool, website, or community that you can't live without? Ah, can't live without right now. How about um, uh, I've actually been um, alpha testing this uh, software. It's not quite complete yet. You, mm-hmm. you are you are actually able to get a beta for it. It's called um, uh, Famous Famous Studio, and so I was part of the alpha testing team um, on that and. Uh, the beta is out now. It's at famous.co. Mm-hmm. I'm not um, I'm not affiliated with this company in any way, shape, or form. But um, they're making something quite interesting to make um progressive web applications, where it's just um, uh, it's a it's a WYSIWYG type of editor and uh, really easy to use. Um, just um, it's just a, a really beautiful way of um creating a product quite quickly. You can just really roll something out so fast with this. It's um got um qr codes so you know for all your devices that you might want to test on because testing is you know really really time consuming so say you've got a pad and a phone you can just um take a uh, uh, uh a camera snap of the qr code and uh, you know the test page is 
all of a sudden on there and it's synced throughout the whole project. So when you're making changes in the WYSIWYG editor, they're getting reflected in the uh, in your you know mobile your mobile and pad devices as well. Oh, that's a great one. So I'm actually so that's um supposed to be finished in um in October and um, I'm really actually looking forward to using that and making a lot of things in that and I think it's um I think it's I I don't like the term but I think it's going to be a game changer. Oh, cool. <laughs> Yeah, just just fast deployment of, of um, interesting stuff. So people can find that at famous.co. Yeah, awesome. They've been um, they've been uh, um, developing this thing for about seven years, and it seems um, you know it's you know like I say it's not quite there yet. So if you go and download the beta and you're like, oh, what is this? But um, you know if you use your imagination and think of what you could do with this, and they're going to be adding like a hell of a lot of um, other sort of applications inside this um, famous studio mm-hmm. thing as well, you know, for VR and um, AR as well. And, um, yeah, it's just going to be um, – I'm interested to see what happens. That's awesome. David, thanks so much for be- being my guest today on the Quickie Podcast. Thank you for having me. All right. That was David Cullington from Auckland, New Zealand, and I love the tool that he mentions at the end there. I had a chance to check it out, and the UI on it looks really cool. So you can find that. It was uh, from, called Famous Studio, and you can get the beta version at famous.co. So check that out. It sounds pretty cool. Have an awesome day. See you tomorrow morning.